Well, look who's back. Creeping around my haunted old house again, are you? I get it. You just love spooky things. Well, so do I. It's probably why I've stayed in this house for so long. I'm all by myself for most of the year. But my amorous adventurers always arrive in autumn. Visitors like you, hoping to catch a glimpse of moi. But where are you the rest of the year? You don't think the poltergeist press pause just because you've put your pumpkins away, do you? This time, why don't you stay for a while? And hear a true ghost story from a friend of mine. Her story is set in a different season and setting. Not a gloomy October in a creepy old house, but instead in a hot and humid summer in the city of Kyoto, Japan. I grew up Buddhist, or at least when grew up going to a temple and like do the chanting, and they will talk about spirits and stuff casually. There's temples, there's shrines that look so creepy. There's so many creepy-looking places. Tokyo is way more international, but. Back then, like Kyoto was so not. It was like such a traditional place, and we never left Kyoto for some reason. It's really humid because it's like a valley. It's surrounded by mountains, so there's the that bug. In Japanese, they imitate like me, 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 me. Cicada, yeah. All you hear is cicada. <laughs> I just like talk to my best friend who's in Tokyo right now, and she answers like hi, and then I hear cicadas in the background. It's nice. It just reminds you of summer, but they're so loud sometimes, and they die in like three days. But somehow there's so many all the time. You know, like you play scary movies during Halloween time in Japan. When you play scary movies, is when it's summertime, because they think watching scary movies make you cold, so you can cool down in the hot summer. Why do, was watching scary movies make you cold? I mean, you get the chills. There's definitely like neighborhood, community, summer things you do for like the neighborhood. And the kids, and you play bingo, and then you eat shaved ice, and some neighbor will bring out a hose and like spray everyone with water because it's like so hot. Oh, and there's actually a horror walk thing that you do at those festivals. So you like walk around the neighborhood, and the adults would dress like a ghost or like a scary character, and it's. They will hide in the bushes, and they will scare the kids. So there's like a, a map that will they will hand out to the kids, and then the kids will go out and like, like two kids at a time, and you will like walk through whatever small streets, and they will be hiding behind the bushes or in the bushes, and they will pop out of nowhere, and it's supposed to scare the kids, and that's like a summer night thing to do for the kids in Kyoto. That's kind of like Halloween, I guess. And then in August, there is this time period for like a week when you welcome back the dead, like the dead spirit, like Dia de los Muertos, Mexican. Yeah, like thing. Day of the Dead, right? Mm -hmm. It's similar. Yeah, so it's called Obon. 
we will all go to the cemetery and then we will bring like whoever is dead we will bring them what they liked and like kind of just celebrate the deads or just an opportunity to think about them and like thank them and whatever but in a way like I feel like Da and like the summertime horror movie thing is more of Japan's Halloween than like the costume part of it. Costume part was just like a fun thing to do. My mom, I was on the phone with her earlier and she said, oh yeah, like carving pumpkin is such a like expensive thing to do in Japan. Like do you have to like purchase a pumpkin, which is like $50 to carve it. And then you join like this contest or whatever. But she was like, this is how much I wanted to do Halloween, to pay $50 to carve a pumpkin, when even though it's so cheap here. I mean, I actually experienced like a scary thing. What happened? When I was in middle school. Um, there was this girl like always following me. She's this little like girl. She's probably like eight or something. Very like traditional, almost wearing like a elementary school Japanese uniform, like a blunt cut bangs and stuff. And and she was not a human. Well, she's not a physical human. She's a a ghost. Ghost, a I guess. Yeah, a spirit, I guess. It's very specific when she will show up. It's like mainly when I'm going down the stairs. Like that was, I think, the first time I was going up the stairs and the bathroom. There's the stairs and then the bathroom like right before you go up the stairs. So you're going up the stairs and then I see the door like cracked open. And it's more like that creep, like chill feeling, like opening the door and I already feel feel her behind me and I look back I would just see like half of her face from the bathroom door behind me and she's just like floating around basically I don't think it sounds really typical but I don't think I saw her legs First, I was confused and I wanted to, I don't know, I was like trying to figure out what exactly is happening because you keep doubting your eyes. It's like, oh my God, am I going crazy or am I <laughs> seeing something? I think it was freaking me out how often I would see her. Once a week or like two times a week. Usually I wasn't really paying attention to class, so I was just looking outside to the hallway and she was just walking. And I saw her walking through the hallway and I'm like, holy shit, what? She followed me to school. I sometimes we like tell my friend like, oh my God, she's outside, like she's in the hallway. And then like my friend would be like, no way, like she's, are you, you're going crazy. I mean, it just made me realize I'm the only one seeing it. For sure, no one saw her. She just always, like, followed me to the point where I had to tell my grandma, this girl's totally following me to school, and I'm, like, in class, and I see her waiting outside in the hallway. 
I'm walking, I go home, and she comes home with me, and I don't know, like, I feel like she's lost, or like, maybe she needs to go back to whatever world she's supposed to be in. So she was like, oh, like, let's, um, it's like energy clearing, mm-hmm. I guess, but it's like a more traditional, like, Buddhist way to do it. Like, mm-hmm. they do, sometimes if you, feel like you're cursed or like something you will go to a temple and a monk will do that for you okay so it's like similar thing and then she i guess communicated with someone and then she was not following me anymore but that was creepy i mean sometimes they say like that if you have i mean i guess here too like if you have regrets in your life then you your spirit tends to just like hang around the world still would you um are you open to dealing with spirits now, would you say? Like if you like if I wanted to play Ouija board, would you play? Totally. You have no fear with that? I'm so curious. I wish I could see more. Emmy doesn't live in Kyoto anymore, and her story might seem distant, but the spirit world is always close by. And if you're ever lucky enough to encounter one of us, I mean, them, don't be afraid. Most of us, them, don't bite. (laughs) Stay a Spell is made by Valerie Ramos-Mills and Steve Nelson, with story editing by Alexis Etner. See our show notes for additional credits. Thanks to Emmy for her ghost story, and to Larissa Mills for working the night shift again. <laughs>